Greetings and great day and welcome to Black Woman Joy Podcast. I am Hope Sim Sutton and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you to another episode. Today I am joined with the Reverend Teresa Waters Dunstan and she is going to share so much with us during this time that we have together concerning her ministry that she and her husband, they have together. We're going to talk about her call and when she gave God that fresh yes and what she is doing now to be a blessing to couples everywhere. So tonight, join me in welcoming our very special guest, Reverend Teresa. Welcome. Yes, I'm excited to be here with the Black Woman Podcast on today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely, yes. Thank you so very much. Um, One of the things that um, we're going to talk about, as I said, is about your call to ministry. Um, You are an ordained elder in the Lord's Church. So tell us just a little bit about when did you know you were called to ministry? Hmm, Let me go back. um, Back to 2004, I would say. um, God began to call me out publicly to do things uh, at that time that I would only do privately. And, uh, you know, God had jokes at that time, uh, things like praying in public. Uh, I didn't pray in public. That was something I did in the privacy of my own bedroom or in my own home. Um, God began to uh, give me visions and uh, dreams Um showing me speaking uh, to people, a sea of people, uh, speaking is something that I didn't do in public. That's something that I did in private. Um, and then God also began waking me up at the of the morning, um, specifically at 2 a.m. And it went on for months and months at a time. Um, and then finally, you know, I, I got the message and I started getting up and I just started listening and and praying and just opening up myself uh, to receive what God was speaking and what God was doing at that time. Um, So that in a nutshell, those were the three things in my life that kind of revealed to me uh, that I was called. And it was, you know, a shock because I am very uh, shy by nature I'm an introvert uh, so but God called me out uh, no longer could I be an introvert uh, on- I like that not an introvert on purpose because I think if many people are pulled myself included to would be an introvert but not when it comes to purpose because we have to show up and we have to shine so amazing grace so what did it take for you to give God that yes the initial yes and to make that bold confession in front of others right yeah so you know to be honest with you it really didn't take a lot for me to give God my yes Um, I wasn't one of those that ran I wasn't a Jonah Um, I wasn't one to uh, question, you know, God, you me or I'm, I'm, I, I, I yielded myself to God um, 
because it was something that at that time in my life, you know, when I began to intentionally look to strengthen my faith and strengthen my relationship and my walk with God, I knew at that point, once God began to give me signs and God began to speak and God began to confirm, uh, I knew it had to be God. And, and I wanted to, I wanted to be on purpose. I wanted to live in purpose and I wanted my life purpose. Um, I didn't just want to, I knew that uh, my life existed for, a my life experiences happened for a reason and you know, that God was going to use uh, those experiences. Awesome and amazing. And you just now about purpose and your ministry, Divine Destiny and Purpose, right, um, was birthed as part of, I believe, your assignment for the kingdom of God. And so tell us just a little bit, Reverend Teresa, about what did it take for you to invest? Um, what did you invest in, rather, to get you to where you are today? Some of the things. It actually, it actually took a lot um, for me to really prepare uh you know once i accepted the shock of you know god calling me out and calling me to uh into ministry as a woman uh, i didn't have any examples before me uh no women uh, in ministry as far as in my family uh people that i grew up with you know that i could really look to and um have someone to model after uh, so I didn't have that immediate um, example before me. So I knew that in order for me to be adequately and fully equipped to do what God had called me to do, I believed that I needed to really make an investment. Um, I invested in uh, going to seminary to get that academic portion of it. Um, and that was a life-changing experience. It was nothing like I expected. Um, it solidified my call to ministry and also kind of made me uh, know the, the why I believe what I believe. Um, but I also invested in um, conferences, seminars. Um, I, I spent hours and I still continue to spend hours on YouTube. I, I have some mentors. They don't know that they're my mentors, but they mentor me through YouTube. There's some excellent content out there, uh, both men and women. Um, but the primary thing that I also did, because like I said, I didn't have a woman in my life or a woman that I grew up around that I could master. I prayed and I, I sought God for direction and discernment about uh, someone that I could ask to, to be my mentor. And um, God, some woman of God, uh, Reverend Dobbs, who Lord, you know, rest her soul, she's no longer with us, but she mentored me um, and she actually knew that there was a call on my life when I went to her and I shared with her, you know, what God had been doing and what God had confirmed. She said that she already knew and she was waiting uh, for me to uh, respond. Uh, and at that point, I knew that God had handpicked her uh, to be uh, my mentor. But I also had some, so she was my primary, but I also had um, a host of other women uh, that were not my primary mentors, but they also mentored me in ministry as well. 
Awesome. Absolutely. And we hear the power of, of the mentoring relationship, just understanding that there are levels to that too, right? Um, sometimes mentoring is formal, informal. Um, we are led to people and people are waiting for us um, in your occasion. And um, so thankfully you got those rich deposits, right? Um, before she made her transition. And so um, what do you think now, Reverend, about the evolution of you in terms of how you show up for ministry? Um, being an introvert, but having a public ministry and finding your trajectory, your place in the earth. Um, what would you say in terms of how you have evolved just as a woman who had no you know, up close and personal uh, individual in your family, um, but finding someone along the journey and now taking your own leaps forward. Talk about your evolution. So in, in hindsight, when I when I look back, you know, retrospectively at my, my call um, and where I am today and, you know, where God has taken me, it has absolutely been a, a journey um, to walk confidently and to walk boldly and to walk courageously in my call as a woman in ministry uh, just because um, getting that wanting to get validation was something that I, I sought after and often did not get the validation that I expected from people that I valued and held in high esteem uh, people uh, within uh, our denomination um, that just did not give that validation and really minimized the call uh, that God had placed on my life that was not traditional, uh, the pastoral ministry, as far as being a pastor and pastoring over, you know, a church. So I struggled and I wrestled with that because I didn't want to be pushed into doing something that was disobedient uh, to the, the call that God had placed on my life. Um, so I, I call it the three C's um, has been the evolution of learning how to walk confidently uh, without question in what God has called me to do. Um, learning how to have the courage to even step out without what I would consider being maybe the resources in uh, the form of finances, in the form of expertise, um, in the form of people. Uh, so it, it took courage to do that and just to use what was available, you know, such things as social media. Um, and then uh, initially it was, you know, the conference, using the phone line for conference calls. Um, now we've evolved into Zoom and all those other face-to-face -face mediums that we use. Uh, but then the third C is commitment. You know, I was committed uh, to growing and developing and equipping and being the best at what God had called me to do. You know, I, I don't believe in being mediocre. I believe in giving God excellence and showing up in excellence uh, to the people and for the people that God has called me to. Uh, because when people show up, they show up because they are in need of something and they need a prepared vessel, not someone that's getting up and just giving a lot of fluff or uh, 
just kind of um, repeating jargon that you've heard. So I'm intentional about hearing what God has to say to me so that he can work through me to get the message in whatever form I'm in uh, to give to the people. Um, and uh, I, I, I finally got to the place and it has been years where I no longer seek validation from people. I finally accepted the fact that God has validated me, that God validated me before I accepted my call. Um, and that has been a journey to get to that place because when you're always seeking to be validated, oftentimes you may say yes to something that God has said no to opportunity to get the validation uh, that you're looking for. Absolutely. And it is a process, right? So for those who are listening right now, I mean, for the daughters of God, women of faith, um, those who are connecting, if they have no relationship or don't identify with God, but they identify with Black Woman Joy, um, that that whole thing about identity and the affirmation, the validation, I think all of us have ebbs and flows of that throughout the course of our lives, particularly from those um, in whom we feel, right, should be uh, up close and personal to offer that, particularly when we are starting out on our journey, right? Um, but it does come, and when it comes, it is like such freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least yeah. I can say uh, that on my part, it's just such freedom because you're going in the vein of God. And when you're going with Him, right, you realize you've already been affirmed and validated and anointed and set apart and consecrated and all that goes with that. And so um, if you're listening to this today, we just want you to understand that saying yes is a part of it, right? It's kind of the first step. And as you go, God strengthens us. He reveals certain things to us. He sends us to people who can help us. And um, then he kind of sets us free to go and do the greater work. And so I just, oops, I wanted to offer that on tonight. Now we're going to switch gears just a little bit to talk about your marriage ministry, right? Uh You and your husband, Carlton, and um, you all have been doing these first Sunday prayer gatherings for uh, people to connect and, and touch and agree with you all on that. Tell us about the genesis of the couples ministry, um, how you were doing it, and then what is to come with the launch that you have, that you both have, right, that is coming up very soon. Yes. Um, so Carlton and I are both the product of divorce and um you know, just unbeknownst to us years ago, when we first met, when we were at the age of 10, uh, both of us were at the place where our parents were getting divorced and we were living with our grandparents. Um, And we discovered that over time, uh, that we had the same experience and had the same struggles and the same goal of not wanting to, to leave a legacy of divorce to our children. Uh, so we, we agreed to, to fight, to be in the fight, uh, to do whatever it, it, it took uh, to keep our marriage together. Um, we got married at a young age. We were in our early 20s. 
um, and you know people did not think that we were going to make it and now we are 29 years into our union and 33 years together as a couple uh, not without a struggle of course uh, but because of the commitment that we made to God and to ourselves you know we've continued to fight so that we could win and that we wouldn't leave a legacy of divorce but instead we would leave a legacy you know of marriage to break that cycle uh, in our in our families um, so about four four or five years ago um, we hosted a uh, event on Facebook where we gave 25 it was our 25th year wedding anniversary and we gave 25. Uh, keys to a successful marriage um, at that time. Um, we got an a awesome response. It was something that was much needed. And um, God had revealed to us that God wanted to do more with that, that uh, it was going to evolve into a book. It was going to involve, evolve into a couple's uh, and a marriage ministry. Um, and we sat on it. We didn't do anything with it. But Shortly thereafter, within that same year, uh, we were approached and had continued to be approached by some couples uh, in our home church. And they were asking us if we would mentor them, if we would, they welcomed us and invited us into their home uh, with other married couples just to, to minister to them and to kind of coach them uh, through and navigate through some of the challenges that they were so we did that for about two years. Um, and it was at that time, you know, that God took us back and said, you know, remember, I already planted the seed that when you all did that 25 keys uh, to uh, your 25th wedding anniversary, that it was going to evolve into something uh, different. Um, so, you know, finally, let's fast forward to this year, the year of the unprecedented, the pandemic year all that we are experiencing. Uh, we're shut in, you know, with our spouses, some unhappy, some happy, some getting divorced uh, uh, because uh, being shut in, it kind of magnifies the, the challenges and the conflicts that are going on in our, our marriages. So God led us to host Table Talk using 10 of the keys uh, in the book that we published last year, uh, in July of 2019, 25 Keys to a Successful Marriage in the 21st Century. So we, we took those keys um, and we hosted 10 uh, different marriage table talks with the goal of transitioning uh, to a private uh, group uh, to mentor couples, uh, whether they're married, uh, seriously dating, engaged. Um, and God has shared with us that, you know, our our vision is basically, you know, God wants us to provide couples and individuals with in the encouragement that they need, the support that they need, as well as the biblical instruction uh, that's necessary in order to maintain not only healthy, but godly-centered marriages and relationships. Um, I think, you know, that's what's missing. We have so much of this reality TV. Uh, we have so much uh, 
divorce, you know, with the rate of 50%. That is really disheartening um, with knowing what divorce does, you know, to children. Um, and we just finally uh, decided that now was the time uh, in this unprecedented year of the pandemic um, that we needed to go ahead and step out and um, start our Kingdom Couples Chronicles um, officially. It was unofficial, you know, behind closed doors. No one really knew except those couples uh, that we were spending those time with, the time with uh, that we had, you know, such a group that even existed. Um, and our goal is the same for those individuals that we coach and those that we mentor is to, to help them uh, understand what marriage is. Many of us get married. We don't know what it is. We know what it, we, we get caught up in the day. We get caught up in the wedding uh, instead of the marriage, which lasts a lifetime and the wedding that only lasts for a day or so many hours. And we want, we want individuals to leave within their bloodline a legacy of marriage and you know, not a legacy of divorce. Uh, so that, that's the goal, that's the mission. You know that God has given us. We are Carlton and I. We're imperfect vessels. Uh, we still have challenges. We still have to work through our challenges. But being able to be transparent and to share uh, our struggles and how we have been able to overcome them, uh, and sharing that, you know, with individuals, I think is what is lacking. Uh, because a lot of times we want to show people uh, the good. We want to show them the perfection so that they look at the perfection theirs is imperfect then they don't know how to navigate through so you know you have to be transparent so if you want to do this or that or whatever that is financial whether it be you know all the host of things infidelity things that you know marriages can face um that it's possible but you need the two that Absolutely, yes. And so as I'm taking notes about this, right, um, just part of what I heard you say was getting married at an early age. There were already people who were counting you and your husband out. That's number one. But then to override that, you all came to an agreement that you were going to be different than both of your parents, that divorce was not going to manifest itself in your marriage. And so we congratulate you both on that commitment. But the transparency, I think, is the other part, right? Coupled with, we can learn the language of how to be healthy. We can learn the five languages. We can go to conferences and workshops and all of that. But it was something you said about the godly piece, right? Um, how important is it for couples to incorporate the God factor, the three-strain cord that's not easily broken, because both of you are uh, ministers, and this is the ministry that God has ordained for you all at this moment. But what do you say to those who are, who could be like you all, who have been married a long time, they're in a COVID-19 situation, um, things were kind of getting you know, unsettled in the beginning. And now, as you said, COVID has hit a spotlight on these areas and magnified them. And people are 
feeling as if their option is divorce. What could you say to someone who is feeling as if they're at their wit's end, his or her wit's end, and they don't know what to do? Like, what would you um, offer them as a first or second step? Mm -hmm. So to respond to the initial um, question and or statement, um, as far as God, we have to remember that um, marriage is God's idea. You know, that God created marriage. God created it for a reason. Uh, God has to be the head, you know, the, the, the center that holds us together. Um, and when we realize that, you know, we have to yield to, to God and to the, you know, the divine one, um, knowing that that is what's going to take us outside of ourselves when we want to give up when we want to quit, when we want to throw in the towel, we're going to have to lean on that God factor. We're going to have to lean on the Holy Spirit to give us the strength, to give us the courage, uh, to even help us to know when to be quiet um, and when to just be still um, and allow you know, God to move in our situation. Uh, so that is, that is the primary thing, um, that it's not, a, it's not about the husband or the wife uh, individually, but it's about us collectively uh, and with God in God's proper place uh, within the union. Um, and if you, our logo for Kingdom Couples Chronicles, uh, we have the K, which is kingdom, and then we have the C that intertwines with the K in the center to as a demonstration of that relationship. So the C and the C represents the husband. And the wife and the K represents kingdom, stands for God. Um, And so I'm glad that you mentioned that. But with respect to individuals who have found themselves in this uh, current climate, this current situation, um, their issues have been magnified. Some have been exposed and having to be in, in the house or in wherever you are with your spouse for a significant amount of time, which we typically wouldn't do had it not been for COVID. And this has in your mind solidified for you that this is the end. Um, I would say don't give up. I would say do not quit uh, and do not give up. I am a strong and Carlton and I both, we promote going to counseling go to uh, someone who is um, who is get, being led by God, a person of faith. Um, you know, oftentimes we lean and depend on the opinion of others, uh, our girlfriends, our homeboys. You know, sometimes we get the wrong advice. And, and I never, well, we never would tell someone to get a divorce because that's not, we don't have the right to tell someone to get a divorce. We encourage uh, couples to go and invest the time, invest the money in the counseling uh, because we can save our marriages, but it takes work. It takes a uh, commit and it takes an investment. Um, and there are times when um, maybe a spouse has decided for him or herself So you may have the husband that for a period of time, the wife may not 
want to go to counseling. So I would even say, if you have to go and do it alone, I would say do it alone um, and continue to pray for your spouse uh, that God would touch their heart, uh, God would soften their heart, and that God would turn them around um, and that their heart would be returned to you as the husband and or to the wife. Uh, we know that um, there is a there's an attack on marriages. There's attack on an attack on the family. To expect it, but I, I really believe that the influence and the encouragement for us to just give up it has a lot to do with what we see, uh, which, as I stated, is the reality TV. Um, and then what we don't see. So reality TV shows us the drama of marriage, of relationships, of people, you know, having conflict and not even resolving it in a healthy way. So when you see a lot of that, you tend to emulate and act in that manner. Um, but then uh, the second part of that is um, just knowing that, you know, this is not what you want for for your family, for your children, for your um, for your legacy. So knowing that if you can identify someone or a couple that is not someone but a couple that is willing to be transparent with you to share with you their struggles, I would say to seek that type of uh, mentorship and or coaching and or support as well uh, because a lot of times we do see, the, the, the grass that's greener on the other side. Um, we see the positives, but that's what we see. We're not behind the four walls. We're not behind the closed doors to see what really goes on. Um, and I just, I, I want to be, um, Carlton and I both want to be used uh, as those that can be um, transparent um, with our experiences to let people know um, that you too can make it because sometimes we feel like we're the only ones because we see the perfection. So we are the only ones that are going through this. Everyone else that we see can touch and feel they have a sense of perfection in their, their marriages or relationships. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for those again, who are listening and you might be in a situation with your partner, your um, spouse and you are wondering, right? Is it worth it? Can you get through it? Um, should I give him or her another opportunity? Um, no, I think that what Reverend Teresa is offering is that there is hope, right? There is an opportunity if we pursue it through counseling, through therapy, through coaching, that may get us to a different resolve, right? Or get that person to a different resolve. But as she said, it requires work and everyone has to make a decision, right? Would you agree that I'm going to do my part, whether that is, like you said, going alone so that the individual can get the healing that they need and then hopefully see transformation. But if not, right, if the other person just doesn't agree, um, what would you say, right? Like how long is too long? Um, I guess those are things mm -hmm. you work out with your therapist, <laughs> right? 
Um, so we won't get into all of that. But I think that the, the, the heart of what I hear you saying is to, you know, try and try again um, and take it to God in prayer. Um, I think that's that's a key that we want to leave with you tonight that you can pray to God because he's never asleep. He's always awake and he always has an ear to hear um, and and wait. Right. Like you said, be still and wait, because uh, if we make decisions when we are emotional, we're overwhelmed. Um, generally, we're be led by the feeling, the flesh. And oftentimes that really sends us into an abyss. And so I hope you all can hear tonight uh, the transparency of their ministry and their willingness to journey with others. So with the Kingdom Couples Chronicles, is there an application process? Um, Do people who are interested connect with you and or your husband and then they come to the private group? Like, how does that work for those who might be listening and are interested? Yeah, so... um... There's really, at this point, there's no application process. Um, We are preparing to launch on this coming Saturday, the 24th of October. And we're we're going to give an overall presentation of who we are, uh, what we do, and why we do it. And it's an open invitation. Um, It's just a registration process um, to make sure that we know who's coming in the room. We don't just want anybody right. in the room just to be spectators. Um, but, well, yeah. listen. <laughs> so it is open and, you know, even after the launch, uh, we will still be extending an opportunity for individuals to join us. And at that point, we will probably have more of a one-off and a one-on-one conversation uh, to make sure that it's a good fit. You know, it just depends on uh, where people are uh, because you have to know your limitations and we want to be upfront mm. and we want to be real uh, with what God has called us to do and what we are actually equipped to do as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are very excited. Part of our Black Woman Joy. We love to spotlight uh, women who are leading in their respective areas and going forward in faith, demonstrating to others that all things really are possible to the one who believes. And when God has called you to a thing, right, it has the ability to really morph into um, a greater uh, outcome, if you would. So the seed of uh, the conversations and then the book and the 10 keys and now a ministry formed formally, right? right? (laughs) Um, That is so amazing. And so um, sometimes we say to people that when God gives you something, it may not uh, quote unquote happen overnight, but it will happen, right? And so um, the end of this has already been ordained by God, but we're walking it out now. And so I'm just super excited for it, for all things. Um, I've known you for a very long time and just to see your development over time has just been amazing. It's been an amazing uh, observation and to participate when I can, right? Um, so as we are getting to um, our drill down, what is one thing that you could offer our listeners today that you might say in a fun way for women to get their joy back? Hmm. So, you know, uh, what always works for me <laughs> and I don't know if I can narrow it down to one thing, but uh, I, I just like to, to, to have my bubble bath and to have my candles and 
to play my music and just to to dance and to laugh and to it puts me in my happy place you know music has a way of doing that to you uh, uh so that mm-hmm. that's my primary thing that I do uh, or travel um those are things that I believe are really really significant I know you asked for one thing <laughs> one fun thing that it's you can fine. do whatever makes you, whatever makes your joy full and complete listen we celebrate it <laughs> we are excited like yes it's yes go ahead <laughs> get it all in yes you know I would love to have you come back again because when you were talking about you know care for self and you know music and dancing um, I think you know a conversation for uh, clergy couples, how about that? Um, mm-hmm. Is incorporating a fullness of life. Do you know what I mean? And understanding that God is with us and for us, and this is our call to be ministers in the earth, ambassadors in the earth. But that fun side, right? Um, because sometimes it's is church all day, church all night, and who wants to go to bed with James Cleveland? Right. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> not. I mean, swing low, sweet cherry. You know, I don't know. But I think that that's a whole different conversation, right? So uh, maybe after uh, the launch and and all of that, we could have another conversation because, you know, I think that sometimes, you know, even being called and chosen by God for a respective thing, if you're married, there's a time and place for all things, right? And, um, you know, I would be interested in hearing strategies to help those who are, um, like you and your husband, both called of God, both in ministry, but the fun component um, and how do you create and maintain, uh, you know, they say the way you got her is the way you need to keep her or something they say Absolutely. out there in the streets. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it can just almost take over your life um, if you don't set the proper boundaries. Absolutely. And so if you're open to that, maybe we can have that other conversation at another time. So, you can be saved and still soak and enjoy and and have fun. I think I just need to say that to somebody who's yes, listening. Say it again. Because sometimes we have, you know, we, we, we have a lot of aggression and a pent up frustration because we won't just let our hair down. We won't, you know, loosen the clergy collar a little bit. We won't take the Bible and, and just put it to the side for a minute and just be with mm-hmm. your spouse. I think that's, that's a real, really good teaching. That's right real. There. That's real yeah. talk right there. And that'll save a lot of our marriages, real. too. Yeah, I think so. On both ends. All right. So another conversation. All right. Here's another thing I want to ask you because it is joy and it's fun. So what are, Kenneth said this already, two of your favorite things. So the music and the dancing and the little traveling. Yes. Okay. Not in the awesome. midst of COVID, but yes. <laughs> COVID has just turned our whole world upside down. It's like just trash all of the uh, what you call the frequent flyer miles because we ain't going nowhere. We're not going anywhere right now. Um, Okay, so is there anything else you want to share with us, Um, particularly how we can connect with you and the ministry, the new and divine destiny um, purpose ministry? Right. Um, what's the best way that people can can reach out to you all? Yeah. So um, to start off with, for the Kingdom Couples Chronicles, 
we do have our Facebook page. It's Kingdom Couples Chronicles. Um, you can also reach us via our website for DDP Ministries, Divine Destiny and Purpose Ministries.com. We are Divine Destiny and Purpose Ministries on Facebook. On Instagram, we're DDP.Ministries. And on Twitter, we're DDP Ministries. Um, you can also email us at ddp.ministries at yahoo.com. Uh, so those are the ways that, that we can be reached. And um, Reverend Hope, I just want to take this opportunity just to thank you for uh, being a coach to me informally, being a mentor to me informally over the years. I don't know if you knew that, uh, but, you know, we have spent time together. I've attended your events um, and those events have been a part of helping to shape me and to form me um, and to solidify me as a woman in ministry as well. So I just want to give you your props um, and, and share that with you on, on today. Well, thank you so very much. I appreciate that. We have come a long way, <laughs> right? Um, to God be the glory. And so I'm thankful for she is powerful in the way God has just opened us to, you know, just being sisterly and having the opportunity to bring as many women along who wanted to be there and then to fly soar high because you are absolutely that individual for me. So I think right now is a great place for us to end. I want to really appreciate you for giving us time to have this conversation. For those of you who are listening and you want to reach Reverend Teresa she has given us all the ways and we'll post that when we post the link um, and other things that she's doing. We'll be sharing that through our ministry as well, because we love to celebrate sisters. And also, if you have questions that um, you want to post to her, you can send them through us and we'll make sure that she gets them if that is your pleasure. But be, on behalf of all of us at Black Woman Joy, Division of She Is Powerful Incorporated, thank you so much, Reverend Teresa, for being a part of this. We are very excited doing our marriage series for um, this time because we absolutely need coaching. We need um, prayer. <laughs> we need to um, have some fun as we are in this thing called marriage. And so again, Thank you so much for your kind words. Thank you so much for your time this evening. If we can do anything for you, please do not hesitate to reach out. So everyone, have a great, great day. I am Hope Sim Sutton. Hope is here. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you.